everybody, welcome to another episode of Bad Banter, Season 3, Episode 57. It's the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap. That's right, we are back, and we'll get to that very soon. Where today's podcast is proudly supported by the team of Matt and Anna at Roller Games and their Mad Footy Board Game. Where they're kicking big bags of goals, making turnovers at critical times, and changing the way footy is delivered one game at a time. That's what this new AFL-inspired board game is all about, and you can find them on Roller Games on Instagram, Roller Games on Facebook, and rollergames.com.au, that's R-O-L-L-A, to find out a bit more about them, but more importantly, to get your hands on a Mad for Footy board game for you and the family. And yes, we've sort of done a couple of little Instagram posts um, on our socials, but uh, we've got a bit of news that we need to catch up on and keep you in the loop. Also, we posted uh, the fixtures for our Perth links for our Perth Scorchers, uh, and there'll be some other... Actually, uh, no, I think it's, it's just those major ones, uh, both the men and the women. Um, and there'll be more that will be coming over the coming weeks. But um, a lot has happened over the last week and a half. So we're trying to catch up on that and keep you posted. So without further ado, let's start off with a little bit of rugby, the Sea of Blue and some Western Force. Right into the country, Peggy strikes it. Now they get the momentum Now, the first announcement, major announcement, it's not so much going to affect the force, but it's just a really big coup for the state of Perth um, and, well, sorry, the um, capital city of Perth and the state of Western Australia because we're going to be welcoming the HSBC Sevens Tournament. The Australian League of the Competition is coming to Perth in 2024 and 2025 in a massive coup. Um, the seven-a-side, seven-minute halves competition culminates in round-robin and knockout matches, crowning a winner across a three-day competition. And WA is the only state in the country that will host the global event over the two years. Uh, there'll be 12 men's and 12 women's national teams that will go head-to-head uh, in regular season events, with round three set to take place in Perth plus a grand final, as the other seven rounds are taking place in Dubai, Hong Kong, Singapore, Cape Town, Madrid, Vancouver, and LA. So they're certainly an esteemed company, and as I said, just a great coup. And it will take place from the 26th to the 28th of January in 2024, and again in 2025, with all games taking place at HBF Park. And in even more exciting news, and just a terrific opportunity now for our Western Force in particular, the legendary British and Irish Lions team will be touring Australia, and the Western Force will be on their agenda, taking the team on uh, on June. We're taking the team on on June 28 in 2025, so a couple of years away, and this will be at Optus Stadium in a mouth-watering clash upon the conclusion of the Super Rugby Pacific season. Now, this is the most prestigious of tours. Let's put it into context. With a Lions comprising the best players from England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. So they're just dominant. Uh, and they, they tour Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa every four years. Meaning they only visit Australia every 12 years. So it's a rarity. Um, they will play nine matches on the tour with three matches up against the Wallabies and six others up against Australian domestic sides and tour matches. So a big, big opportunity for the Western Force. Um, and so, yes, obviously two years' time, but uh, just a huge, huge announcement. Um, this is the most prestigious tour um, in regards to rugby union, the British and Irish Lions. 
And just lastly, off-field and quickly, um, the Rendezvous Perth Scarborough Hotel. They've come on board as the club's official accommodation supplier on a multi-year deal with all visiting teams staying at their iconic beachfront hotel outside of the Super Rugby Pacific and Super W competitions. Um, to begin, they'll be hosting the Cheetahs for their first spring series, which will be beginning in, uh, I think, either late August or early September. We're going to leave it now with uh, with uh, the rugby news. Let's now get to some Perth links. Ryan pops it over the top. Lovely ball movement. This time they get it inside to Scherf. I really like that. Again, that was the exact way Scherf scored last time with her other points. Ryan comes away with it. back to nine. She pulls the trigger from long range and makes it. She's in traffic. She'll kick it out. Whitcomb's got plenty of time. Still 10 left on the shot clock. Now, let's get up to date with some of their latest player signings over the past fortnight. Uh, former player Alex Chibatoni has returned to the club after since in 2017, 2021, and the 21-2022 campaign that finished with a grand final series lost, unfortunately, against the Boomers. Now, after giving birth to a son in January, uh, just weeks after being appointed as head coach player of the Southwest Slammers in uh, NBL 1 West. So, she gave birth um, sort of just before um, she was announced as the head coach of the Southwest Slammers in the NBO on West. So certainly been a hectic year, um, of course, for Alex. Now, their first import was officially announced as a replacement for Lauren Scherf in Canadian National uh, 6'5", so 6'5", six, six inches, uh, centre in Emily Potter. Born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, uh, she progressed through the ca- Canadian basketball ranks, most recently representing the national team at the America Cup 2023 in Mexico, resulting in a bronze medal for the team. Now, finding out a little bit more about her, um, she's graduated from the University of Utah in 2018 as the first layer of history, oh, sorry, first player, should I say, in history to record more than 1,500 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 200 blocks in their career. So just top notch there. Uh, also ranking top five in the Pac-12, uh, which is you know amongst the top colleges in the in the US. So top five in the Pac-12 history in shots blocked and top 15 and rebound. So quite an acquisition for the Perth Lynx indeed. And in 2022-23, uh, she went pro for Greek club. Now let's see how we go with this one. Panathinaikos. Uh, or Panathinaikos, uh, for a five-game stint in the Euro Cup Women's League, where she averaged 13.6 points, 7.6 rebounds, and 1.8 assists. So she'll be added to their playing list so far. So let's just recap who they've got. Uh, returning Amy Atwell, Mackenzie clinch Hoycard. Now upgraded to the list was Chloe Forster, who actually won the NBL One West Youth Player of the Year, and Stephanie Gorman. Uh, she also won an award for the NBL One West season as Defensive Player of the Year award. So um, great pickups in regards to upgrading them to the main list, um, and you know that they have had a dominant, clearly NBL One West season. And alongside new inclusions, Mila Goodchild from the Melbourne Boomers and Anneli Malay, um, who, who recently played, <coughs> excuse me, for Australia in the World Cup just recently. So, And she was uh, the league MVP only a couple of seasons ago. So they're slowly uh, piecing uh, piecing the uh, the roster together. It's looking all right, looking positive. Still, of course, they'll have a couple of imports to fill um, and a couple more local players to add, but lots of positive signs for the Perth Lynx. Now let's talk a bit of cricket and some Perth Scorchers. A little too full. Way back, it's six. 
And that's in the air, but that's away! Ashton Turner is doing it for Perth! 6-4! Nearly there, 8 off 8. No personnel additions, because that's sort of all summed up for now. But we're talking about the draft. That's right. The uh, draft is back for the men. And for the first time, it's actually introduced for the women for our Perth Scorchers. Now, the order of selection has been confirmed for the WBBL09 and BBL13 overseas player drafts. So it is only um, directed at overseas players, not so much our local players. Um, and actually, that's actually going to be held on Sunday, September 3, and broadcast on Fox Cricket. Now, for the women's of it all, Perth were in the first draw, having missed the finals, and in the lottery they secured pick number three for platinum only players, uh, pick number 11 for gold and silver, and pick number 27 for whoever's left. Now, each club still have the right to retain at least one of their three internationals from last season in either New Zealand pair Sophie Devine or Maddie Green, or South African superstar Marazan Cap. So big decisions for the club to make as to who they're going to prioritise in taking. Um, for mine, Sophie has been a great servant for the time that she's been here. She's probably a little bit past it, um, and I would go with Marazan Cap for sure. She gives you um, clear bowling options and clear batting options, and she was supremely consistent across the last season. So that's who I would go for. Now, to the men now, and after being crowned champions, they began, of course, with a last pick, pick number eight, then they'll get 16-17 back-to-back and the last pick, pick 32, to finalise the four-round draft proceedings. Now, technically, last season, they drafted Laurie Evans, Tymel Mills, and Phil Salt, but all three did not play due to a range of varied circumstances. And them, along with South African legend Faf Duplessis, Adam Life, Stephen Eskenazi, and David Payne, they're all eligible to be retained for the champion. So again, a big decision to make for the reigning champions. Faf was great, but, you know, he's 38, 39, and he was a bit inconsistent. Adam Life certainly nowhere near. Stephen Eskenazi, you certainly would think about, but he's not a big high-profile player, so you can maybe get him sort of a little bit cheaper, you know, in one of your third or fourth picks. Um, David Payne was really serviceable and a bit Big left-hander, but, like, you've got Jason Beredorf, too. And Laurie Evans absolutely loved. So, you know, if if he's passed all his doping issues, which was the reason that he did not play, then I would probably be going with uh, Laurie Evans. Now, some finals rules on the draft, or some final rules on the draft, should I say. And whilst there will be four rounds, each club will be required to pass on one round with rounds one and two following the respective orders and the third and fourth round following a snaking order. And the league has introduced the ability of clubs to trade draft picks, uh, which could result in changes to the order. So we'll see how that all unfolds and plays out. But yeah, I, I watched the first one um, from you know start to finish last year. wasn't too bad. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they go about it for the second time and now introducing a WBBL draft as well. So Sunday, September 3, put that in your calendar. And uh, yeah, the, lo- the lists are going to be looking really interesting upon the conclusion of that. But now we're going to leave for the Perth Scorchers and we got some big Perth Glory. Just before we get to some player signings, some massive news um, for the Perth Glory, uh, I guess, organisation and company as a whole. As owner of the club for the past 17 years, Tony Sage 
will be stepping down uh, with the Australian Professional Leagues, or the APL, to take temporary control of the club in order to safeguard its future in the short term while a buy is found. Uh, with advisory firm Cordamenta to manage the receivership process for Perth Glory, and they will ensure all ongoing obligations are met. Uh, the club will continue with its preparations for the season 2023-2024, um, uh, with the expected process to conclude within 10 weeks. So, um, unfortunately, it just was untenable from a financial perspective for, for Mr. Sage, and you can certainly understand that. Now, in Tony's time in charge, he's overseen seven grand final appearances, two A-League men's, three A-League women's, and two FFA Cup. Um, and he leaves the club with an academy rich in talent, uh, with 15 of the young players currently representing Australia at various age levels. So in regards to their future, they're in a great position. And speaking from a women's side of it all, and um, the young players that are re-signing, exciting young striker Tanika Lala um, has joined the squad for the 2023-24 season, hailing from Kalgoorlie um, is the 19-year-old. And add on to this, Izzy Folletta, uh, who actually started in 11 games last season, and she bagged uh, her first goal, her maiden goal, as uh, she re-signed for the upcoming season, as did emerging midfielder Sarah Kane, which just continued the trend of re-signings. Um, on the back of a second spell in purple, and also claiming her maiden A-League goal last season, Sadie Lawrence will be returning as well. And finally, um, on the addition side of it all, lots and lots of uh, re-signings over the last week and a half. Uh, we're adding Sophia Sakalis and young gun and superstar on the rise, Hannah Lowry. So, yep, they've been very, very busy, the team in purple, even with all the turmoil that clearly has been going on um, in the background in regards to Tony Sage. But glad they were able to um, you know, secure um, some new young players and add on and re-sign um, some current young players on their roster too. Uh, we're going to finish this with the season kickoff dates being confirmed with the Isuzu Ute A-League men's uh, opening weekend on the 20th to the 22nd of October. So that'll be start, the start of the A-League season for the men. And prior to that, the week before, the Liberty A-League women's uh, competition starting on and between the 13th and the 15th of October. So some nice signings and you know the beginning of the season. All right, now, and we're going to finish off with a little bit of West Coast Fever. To pass is Ariang with the interception. That's a massive play from the Diamonds goal defence. And if they can drain this, well, that's going to be oh. the exclamation point, isn't it? Well, that's why she's in the side. Firstly, Ariang with the interception. And then it was all finished off. All right, well, the team's Glasgow. reserves will once again Trying be participating in next month's eight. Australian Netball Championships to be held at Moray Field Sports and Events Centre from the 21st to the 27th of August. Uh, now, training partners Ruth Ariang and Jordan Kranzberg will be key additions, uh, with twin Zoe, uh, as in Zoe Kranzberg, unfortunately unable to participate due to a foot injury. Um, but uh, the squads will, so in addition to Ruth and Jordan, uh, they'll have six returning players and four debutants. Reserves head coach is 2023 Club Person of the Year, Guy Keane. So uh, hopefully the girls go well and best of luck to them in that competition um, for the second time running. And the second edition actually of the championship will con be contested between 11 teams, including the Adelaide Thunderbirds and Firebirds Futures, uh, the Capital Darters, Collingwood, Giants Netball Academy, QB Eve Swift's Academy, Sunshine Coast Lightning Bolts, 
Tasmania Wild, love that. Uh, the Territory Storm and Victorian Fury. So um, pretty much most of well, all the teams uh, from the Suncorp Super Netball um, either have an academy or a futures team. And then obviously Tasmania representing and I'm presuming that the Northern Territory are doing that as well. And the Netball Championships will be available to watch live on demand and free via KO Freebies. Now let's finish off with some feel-good news as championship championship coach Dan Ryan's been uh, re-signed for three more seasons, uh, coaching the club until the end of the 2026 Suncorp Super Nepal season. He actually possesses a winning percentage of 68.75% across his 32 matches in charge. Just unreal. He, of course, led the club to the maiden premiership, uh, the Team Girls Cup this season, uh, which is the preseason competition winners, and a preliminary final this year. So with the playing squad that he's got, you know, of course, it certainly helps, but uh, he managed to, you know, just, it was absolutely seamless from the work that Stacey Marinkovic did over the last three to four years before him. And, you know, Dan Ryan's come in, has not missed a beat, and he's taken them to another level. So an absolute no-brainer and uh, well played, and kudos to you, Dan. So best of luck to the girls. Of course, they are very much in the off-season um, stage of their season now. But um, once, you know, hopefully the collective players' agreement uh, can finally get sorted, which, uh, you know, uh, Stacey francis Bayman and I had a big chat about a couple of weeks ago in uh, that, that exclusive interview, uh, which can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And, you know, it's an absolute mess from Netball WA. But once that gets sorted, um, no doubt some signings will come quite quickly. But we're going to leave it for the West Coast Fever and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks um, to obviously find out a little bit more about all of our WA teams. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Season 3, episode 57, the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap is all wrapped up and uh, not too much groundbreaking news. Of course, just some signings, re-signings, a couple of little minor competitions happening, uh, sponsorships and uh, stepping downs, unfortunately, for Tony, well, for, for Tony Sage and the Perth Glory, but it probably just is the right time and we need someone else to take over. But uh if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Instagram. We'll be back probably another couple of weeks um, with some more announcements, hopefully more player signings um, and any other major news that comes. Don't forget to check on our socials, as I just said, Facebook, Instagram, it will all be there. But look after yourself, stay safe. And from out of that, yours truly, I'm out for now.